All right, hello everyone, and welcome back to Strictly Hoop Talk. As always, I'm your host Chris Platty, and returning to the podcast is my good friend Akil to break down some NBA hoops. We're about 20 games into season, almost 25 now for most teams, so it's a good point to really kind of evaluate. So what we did is we each picked five teams from each conference, and we're going to and we're going to go back and forth. Um, so we're going to go through just 10, 10 teams that are in the league that are very that are very interesting to us. For one reason or another, twenty to twenty-five games in the season. But first, to kill, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm done with finals. You're pretty much. Uh, um, you got your. You got your own finals this week. Yeah, I got one on Friday, but besides that, I'm pretty much chilling. Pretty so. much chilling. Ready yep. to talk some hoops? <laughs> yeah, man. Let's get it going. All right. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with your five or my five? We can alternate. Okay, we can alternate. All right, so I'll I'll kick it off first. Then um, let's start with let's start with Toronto. Okay. So Toronto, um, the question is, you know, they're they're playing very well. Obviously, number one record, um, third in offense, seventh in defense, second best uh, def- or net rating in the in the in the league. Uh, first is Milwaukee. Um, are they the best team in the East right now, and can they go another level? Because I think the way this team is built with Kawhi not being 100% yet and the bench kind of being shaky at moments, um, I think that this team could even go to another level. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on Toronto so far this season? My thinking on them is for them to go to another level, it's Kyle Lowry having to step up and start playing basketball. He's been awful these past couple of weeks. There's really no way else around it. He's shooting around. I mean, he's still moving the ball well. Yeah, so like say assist awful. wise, yeah. I wouldn't say, but awful. it's not it's not categorizing straight into strictly points. He's averaging around seven assists, which is fine. Yeah. So he's doing that, but like he's shooting around fourteen percent from three, and twenty eight percent from the field. So yeah. I mean that though that's just I not agree. Get His it scoring done. is it is is exactly where he needs to step up. Um, if if Toronto wants to go to the next level and become um, be, become a team, but I mean. Even with the way Kyle Lowry's playing right now, let's say this is how he plays the rest of the season. Is Denver or sorry, is Toronto still the best team in the East or no? I think Milwaukee is, but You think Milwaukee is right now to yeah. this day, Milwaukee's the best team? Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, they they won last night against Toronto, so They did. So that's a good sign. But yeah, I, I agree. I think Kyle Lowry's the guy who needs to really take it to the next level. Um, Kawhi going to the next level also helps a lot, but um, but but I think a lot of the emphasis has to be on has to be on Lowry. He's been moving the ball pretty well this this season, but he hasn't been uh, but he hasn't been scoring and, and and shooting shooting well and shooting good percentages. And Toronto just needs that offense. Um, they need that play. They need that dual threat of not only playmaking but of shot creating yeah. as well. From Lowry. the thing is too that they're so deep that they can be able to get by just as playmakers. And Kawhi is one of the best playmakers in the NBA. Yeah. But they have Fred VanVleet, CJ Miles. Uh, yeah, they they have they they have, have enough to get by. But you definitely want to see. Um, Kyle Lowry playing on yeah, a better level. They have enough to get by the regular season, but the playoffs yeah. to me is in our. Is Plus, in our if he's question. a little injured with like the back stuff that he had within these past couple of years, I mean, you could rest him. Yeah, just try to let him get back to full health because I mean he is thirty three. 
Yeah. And the biggest selling point you're going to have for Toronto, for Kawhi coming back, is, hey, you have is Kyle Lowry. a co-star. Yeah. As Kyle Lowry as your sidekick. Right. And, I mean, Danny Green's also been playing fucking amazing Phenomenal. Amazing I looked up basketball. some stats. He's, His, uh, he has the highest offensive rating in the whole NBA, and then he has yeah. one of and the highest defensive ratings as well. He has the highest net rating, too. Oh, um, 17.4. Did it just say that Kyle Lowry has a second highest offensive rating? Uh, yeah, it does actually. Wow. So as far as offensive, as far as the offensive rating goes. Okay, oh, hold up. Seth Curry but, has a highest defensive rating in the NBA. Yeah. And that's um that might be that might be for the for a day though that might be oh no that's that looks like for the season interesting. Oh okay. Also, interesting. Besides that, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So Toronto, we're in agreement. It's Kyle Lowry that's got to step up. So what? Sure. So what's one of your teams you want to bounce off? Um, let's shoot it straight over to Utah. 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 Okay. Okay. So Utah, what are your thoughts on Utah? Uh, what the fuck is going on in Utah? (laughs) That's a good point. I mean, to, to your point, they're 21st in offense, 12th in defense. Uh, but their offense, the weird thing about their offense is that despite being rated 21st in offensive rating, uh, they're, they're top 10 in true shooting percentage and effective field goal percentage. So, it, it to me it's a question of it, it's a question of if is is are they are they they're getting good shots right they're getting good shots but those shots aren't falling in is this a trend that's going to fix itself and then their offense is going to be better or is the fact that they're not making these good looks that they're already getting a sign that things could get worse which way I, are you taking I it's think, a glass half full half empty yeah my thing is I think it's I think everything's going to get back to the law of averages. I think they'll start hitting shots here eventually. Um, I don't know their, why they like to, why they're trying to pay with such a huge, play with such a huge pace. Uh, because they're not that type of a team. Yeah. I wish they were the same thing last year. They were like the slow it down, let's grind every single win out possible. Like another team that I'm going to talk about here pretty soon. <laughs> um little sneak peek but besides that um donovan mitchell's definitely having a little bit of a slump here yeah um and it just kind of sucks that this whole team kind of rides around him offensively and i mean if you have a sophomore being your best offensive player that's a tough thing and that was and that was my thing going into the year remember you wanted you you were you were campaigning for utah to be a second team i mean it looked like they really could in the west and i mean and i said in two weeks from now with the way the west does i still can't be a second but but Um, you got to look at i was like you got to look at it donovan mitchell had a hell of a rookie season not that he's not a good player not that he's not a great player but he's a rookie and you know he's going to hit that NBA learning curve eventually, at yeah. some point. And this is right now. And what's that team going to be when he hits that learning curve? And we're seeing that right now. Yeah, they're 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 kind of they're kind of a mess. But I agree. I'm not totally writing them off. Um, but I do. Think, they'll make the playoffs. I do but... think something's fishy. Yeah. I'm I'm not so sure about I that. I think they'll hit the playoffs. I'm not so sure with how the West is, um, with a lot of teams being better than what we thought. I, I'm I'm not entirely sure that Utah is the best uh, or is a lock for the playoffs, I should say. But um, let's jump to one of my teams. So where should we go? Um, let's let's go to Philly. Oh, that's so, a lot to talk about with them. Yeah. So the so I was looking at the numbers for Philly. They're basically a, a top ten defense. They're right outside at I believe number twelve, but have fallen to middle of the league since the Butler trade. 
Um, they defend the three well, but they're bottom three in the league at defending the rim. So Joe Joel Embiid as rim protecting is not good. Um, they can get to middle of the pack, so it's not too alarming. But offensively, they're not getting enough threes. They're bottom five in the league, but ball movement, they are top five. And field goals made off of assists, uh, they are also top five. So that's a good sign that the offense is working pretty well and that the shooting maybe can increase. But they desperately need more help with three-point shooting. And Embiid is having an MVP caliber season besides protecting the rim. But as recently stated that he's not comfortable uh, since Jimmy's arrival and he's been spending too much time on the perimeter. So to me... I Philly, think Philly's a good team, but yeah. the question is, is 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 the Embiid Butler fit? Is it fixable, or is or is this a reality he has to accept that he's going to have to be more of a perimeter player? I mean, I don't know why he has to be more of a perimeter player, but like, you can, I mean, they're gonna he's probably gonna have to do some things where you'll have to stagger some minutes to the point where Embiid could be out there without. Uh, Butler, and he can do more of the stuff that he kind of likes to do. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's just a learning curve with the team. You, every time you do a huge trade like this, um, there is learning that's going to go along with it. So, I mean, I, I think it'll take time for them to figure it out. But once I do, I think I, it'll be fine. I agree. I don't think I don't think Jimmy Butler is... I mean, Jimmy Butler is a, a solid three-point shooter, so it's not like he drastically sinks the floor. He's not, he's not Dwayne Wade, right? Yeah, or, exactly. So... I don't think Embiid needs to play as much on the perimeter. I think he's I think he's playing there now just because that's the easiest, most common sense fit right now. And like you said, when you what acquire they a star player, post up Jimmy Butler, like they're doing. Yeah, they're doing a lot of Jimmy Butler uh, post ups, and they're doing a lot of Ben Simmons, uh, Jimmy Butler cuts. You know, J- Simmons at the elbow. They're yeah. doing a lot of those, and so that's uh, keeping Embiid at the three point line. I mean, I'd like Jimmy at the. F- I mean. I just like Joel Embiid at that high post area and let the dude go. But yeah, hey, yeah. I mean, look, Jimmy Butler is a great post up player against guards, but Embiid is a beast on the block. Like, if if you're choosing between a Jimmy Butler post up and an Embiid post up, it's Embiid every day. Yeah, of course. So I so I think they can figure it out. Um, I think this is something that right now they're just trying to because it's such a major adjustment. They're just going with the most simple, the most simple. Uh, the, the most simple solution and not, not necessarily the best one, but they'll find the best one over time. So I'm, I'm not too worried. I'm about not that. worried about Philly at all either. Um, what question do you have for them then? Just, just the, the fit of Embiid and, um, and do you think that, do you think this sign, this, uh, this quote from Embiid being open into the media about this, do you think there's any problem with Jimmy or, or, or no? I, I don't know. I just think they'll be fine. Like, yeah. It's just a learning curve. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just a learning curve. I think this is something we forget about in a couple months. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so what's one of your teams you want to talk about? Uh, let's go Denver. Denver, okay. So, Denver. The Denver Nuggets. They are now, um, let's see here. They are they are ninth in offensive rating, fourth in defensive rating. <laughs> um, Akil, what's, what's your question about Denver? Um, when do you think that defensive rating is going to drop back down to reality? I think it's right now. They just lost uh, two massive in- injuries, Paul Millsap and huge, Gary Harris. Two, two of their huge, best. Def- two of their huge defensive cogs in their system. Can you say those sure. are their two best? Because that's what I would say. I'd say they're the reason why they were having a top three defense for sure. Yeah, because Millsap was injured a lot last yeah. year, and that's why their defense was. Do you remember what their defense was? I think it was. I Probably think like it was 15th, like eighteenth or yeah, something. Yeah, fifteenth to eighteenth, somewhere around, around there. 
somewhere around there. So Lower it wasn't terrible yeah, because not. they just missed the playoffs. So, um, but but yeah, so their defense is rated higher than their offense right now, which is which is something that none of us would have predicted coming into the season. Um, but they they've been fantastic. I think they're clearly the second best team in the West when healthy as of right now. Um, I would agree with that. Those two those two injuries are brutal. I think this is when you're going to see the defensive rating drop. But you know the fact that they sustained a top five defense for twenty to twenty five games in the season. I think I think this defense is a little more real than people are ready to admit. Uh yeah, I think. They've won some games defensively this year, which is pretty impressive to think about when you hear about the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Uh, one of the first couple games, they beat the Warriors, and they held them under 100, which is impressive yeah. for any team in the NBA to do, to hold that team under 100 points. So uh, they're doing it defensively. They're switching a lot of things. Uh, Jokic is definitely... He's taking a step up defensively. Step up defensively. And I think they're just trying more, like... A lot we say it all the time about defense in the NBA. A lot of it's effort, right? And when you put more effort in, I mean, your numbers can always get better. So I think they're try they're all kind of buying in, and they're yeah. realizing, hey, uh, the West is taking a huge step back. And um, the field is open. The field's completely open for that second seed. So hey, let's try to shoot for it. So Which I is think. crazy because this was a team that missed the playoffs exactly. last year, and now we're looking at them. Uh, as the I mean, they best. missed the playoff by a. a physical one game yeah. so it's not like they missed the I, I know i know yeah. but it's just crazy it's when you frame the narrative like that yeah that. it's wild to think about for sure but uh but yeah i love i love the way obviously the way they play offense is very is very so much um, fun to watch very efficient very fun to watch denver's a really good team they move the ball a lot point Jokic is is a is a wonderful thing <sighs> it's a blessing seeing that dude whip elbow passes yeah to cutters behind us head is something fun. Yeah, he's, they're they're my all league pass team for sure. Yeah, he's he's special. Um, okay, let's jump to one of my teams. I got uh, a hometown team. All right, you brought them up. Let's do it. Detroit. Now, oh, I wasn't just bringing them up just because they're Detroit. Like they care, Like when when I lay out this entire season for them, you're. I think I think I think this is why this is why they're so confusing. They start the season four and out. They lose five straight. Then they win nine of 11, including five straight. Now they've lost four in a row again with an overall net rating of minus uh, or a negative point three. So I really just don't know what to make of this team. These last couple games of uh, poor, poor, poor performance have knocked their defensive rating from seventh to tenth. Um, you pouring some out for them? Yeah. Pouring some out for them, it's over. Yeah. Um, their, their defense is good. Number one at defending the three. Their, but their offense is where they're really struggling. 24th in offensive rating, as you'd expect, considering the team had a lot of injuries to wing players, and the wing players that they have on this team aren't that good to begin with. Um, they're 26th in, in assist percentage, but that's because so much of their offense is point blank and, re, and rebounding. Um, they're, they're, the, they're the number uh, two rebounding team in the NBA on both ends of the floor, um, but they don't they don't have a uh, an option. Uh, they don't have an option because they're ranked dead last in effective field goal percentage. So overall, the offense is a mess. The defense is great. Andre's playing great defense. Blake's playing great defense. The team is playing great defense. But it's offensively this team is struggling. Um, and granted, some of those numbers are are biased because because so much of their offense actually comes from second chance points. They're they're uh, they're a top three second chance points team in the league. So literally, a lot of their offense is just Andre Drummond cleaning up misses. 
Uh, um, so so that kind of lowers a, a lot of the offensive stats as well as assist percentage, yeah. effective field goal, all that. But overall, um, you know, I mean, can they can they can they get to the playoffs with a top ten defense and a uh, and a bottom five bottom ten offense? And the East, absolutely. I think I I think you're right. I think they I think they can, but it's just. It's really alarming to me the fact that they they're just so inconsistent with four four and zero, oh, then five straight, then win nine of eleven, um, including great wins where they held the Warriors to their uh, to their worst shooting performance of the season, and they were and they played absolutely fantastic defense that game. So they had great games, and then and then to get smoked these last couple games um, outside of the Pelicans, that was a close game, but uh, they got smoked by I believe it was OKC and. Was it Milwaukee or who was the other team that smoked them? I can't remember, but um, but they've been they've been smoked their last couple games, and then they lost a couple close ones to Philly and, and New Orleans. So they're they're a very very interesting team. Um, they just desperately 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 need a wing talent. They need somebody. They need some type of wing player who is a great offensive weapon and can create his own shot and create for others. That's. That's really what they need. And then if, if you just give them one really good wing player, one solid wing player, this offensive rating will be a lot better because Blake is very good at playmaking and finding the right shooters and finding the right players. But the problem is he doesn't have players to find right now. Yeah, a lot of the offenses uh, point Blake running pick and rolls and him just making reads off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is they or don't taking have... taking isos. Yeah, just... Just whatever it is, it's just four or five pick and rolls, and then him making reads off of who helps and trying to find shooters. The point is all that they have no shooters, uh, so you can just pound the paint. And I mean, once again, their only offense that's consistent is just second chance points, like you said before. Yeah. So they need to find some way to space the floor, get some more shooting around well, them. And just... Reggie Bullock and Luke Kennard are two huge injuries that um, they're both great three point shooting uh, three point shooters. And those are those are three, and those are those are two players that are really really going to help space the floor. So when they're back for a consistent stretch of time, I'd love to I'd love to reevaluate this team because I really do think that those are players that are um, that are super important. And and again, I think even even as simple as those two players, if if those two players shoot the percentages that they did last season, then yeah. I think then I think this offensive rating jumps a lot, and then all of a sudden they're they're a much better team. But right now. I expect them as kind of a 500 as a 500 team the way they're going to project out because they're going to their defense is going to keep them in a lot of games but the nights that they don't bring it defensively they they just they just have no hope because it turns to shootout and they I'm they can't that. win. I'm with it. All right, what's one of your teams? Uh let's go Memphis. Okay, Memphis. So what's interesting to you about them? Um how are they winning basketball games? <laughs> Very good point. Very true. I mean, uh, yeah. Top five, top five offense. Uh, no, <laughs> bottom three defense, or or sorry, top five uh, so, defense, bottom three offense. And that top five defense is exactly how they're winning games. Um, they're going back to. They tried to shy away from it. Um, they were trying to play more pace and space. Uh, before David Fisdale got fired, but now they're jumping straight back into this grit and grind thing. And it's working. Um, they're throwing teams in the mud, and they're just wondering, they really just want to see how t- teams feel comfortably in there. Um, they're winning every single game pretty much defensively. Marcus Gasol is a 
top front runner for defensive player of the year. Yep. Um, he's been so effective, even though he's not athletic, athletic at all. Yeah. He's just getting it done defensively. He just knows where to be. Um, he's really helping them, and you know that that's the thing is Mike Conley and Marcus Soul when those two are together, engaged and healthy. Yeah. Um, this it, you're going to be a good team regardless yeah. of what you put around them because those players are so damn good. The, that that two man combination is so good yeah. that um, it's going to win them some games. But um, plus, I think they also have the best draft pick out of any other players in the draft right now in stop, probably about stop. five years. I'm going to keep saying it. Jaron Jackson's fantastic. Um, he Kes- does not have the ceiling Luka Doncic has. Catch me in five years. I think he's the best draft pick out of all of them. No, Jaron Jackson Jared is a Jackson, hell of a player. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's a hell of a player. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I don't, I don't know about that. He is Luka going to Doncic be has... An, an incredible ceiling. Luka Doncic oh, he has is a, a fantastic a ceiling. It's Luka just Doncic a, is hands down the best player in this draft. Hands down. I don't know. And about that's that. no disrespect. Look, Jaron Jackson could still be a good player. Luka could be an all time great. Oh, same with Jaron Jackson. He's Tim Duncan 2.0. No. Oh, yes. I don't know about Tim Duncan 2.0. You're out your damn I'm mind. I'm not out of my damn mind at all. So you're saying Jaron Jackson, top 10 player in NBA history? I'm saying Jaron Jackson could be in a Hall of Famer, a. And then he plays exact. He's a Tim Duncan two point oh. He's a, a top modern, ten player in the modern, history of the he NBA. He is a modern day Tim Stop Duncan. It. You're ridiculous. He is a modern day Tim Duncan. A a super light Tim Duncan. A modern day. A Tim super Duncan. light Tim Duncan. A modern day Tim Duncan. I will keep saying it. Get the hell out of here. Okay, but, but Jerry Jackson's fantastic. Um, I think. These numbers are going to probably slide. That defensive number is going to stay the same. Um, I still think they're going to be a top 10 defense by the end of the year. Um, and as long as you said you have Mike Conley back, you have Marcus All back, you'll be able to find some way to get some wins. Yeah, so as presuming they stay healthy, is this a playoff team? You can see them as an 8th or 7th seed. Yeah, I, I, I still don't. Man, the way the West is, I still don't know. Because um, you got to look at it right now. So outside of the playoff bubble are Houston, um, Utah, um, San Antonio, all of, those, all of those teams, of, all of those teams <laughs> are um, are outside the playoffs looking in. And if you look at the playoffs, it's like to me, it's it's just I still don't. Sorry, Memphis, I still I still don't believe that you're gonna hang on to one of those last playoff spots right now. I'm buying in, grit and grind. All right, grit and grind, grit and grind. All right, let's jump to one of my teams. Let's jump to Boston. This guy, Akil, texted me a week ago. Is Boston done? Is Boston dead? No, since Thanksgiving, number one in offense, third in defense. They have turned things around. They have switched things. They have switched things. This, I said, dude, it's November. Relax. They, they got the whole entire season. They got the whole entire season. But this guy just loves to throw shade at Boston and Houston, any team that's competing with Golden State. They're he just loves to throw. Not competing. He just them. loves Let's to go. throw. Let's go. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. So Boston, the number one offense, third in defense since Thanksgiving. Um, a lot of that's come from the time that they've they've uh, subbed in the two Marcuses to start, and they brought Brown and Hayward off the bench. And Hayward is starting to return to form a little bit. Um, he's had some nice games. He had that thirty-point game last week. So yep. he's. So he's kind of maybe taking shape. I still think it's going to take a couple more months before he's the Hayward that, that we all suspect. 
and it, it might even be a whole season. It might not be till next year that Hayward is that same Hayward, but um, but I think he'll get there. And when he does, Boston's gonna be a whole nother beast. Uh, they just got too much talent offensively to not be um, to not be a, a solid to, to great offensive team. And we all know that defensively they're going to be great because Coach Brad Stevens always coaches great defenses. And actually, this this year has defensive talent that he can that he can coach. So this is a, this is a team, man. Look, I'm 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 ready, bro. I I told you, I told you, don't give up on Boston. And look, they're they're coming, they're coming, they're gonna be good. Yeah, Boston's good. Um, I still have a lot of questions for them. So um, then, what's your questions? What the hell is going on with Jason Tatum? Uh, I just don't, still don't know. He wants to, he's really into this, like, ISO bullshit now because he spent a whole summer working out with Kobe Bryant. Uh, I think he wants to be the nice Kobe Bryant, and I just don't think that's what he needs to be. Um, but besides that, I mean, I think everything will work out for them. Kyrie's playing fantastic again. People love to slander Kobe, and that needs to stop. Fine, man, it happens... <laughs> People it's true. love to slander it's true. Kobe, and they need to stop. He's literally one of the greatest players in NBA history. Great. I don't get that. Great. Great. Great? That's, shout out a, that's t- all you guys Shout say? out to Ted Talk Kobe. Besides, by the way. Get out of here. So, Boss is fine. Boss is going to be a good team. They're going to figure out offense, and they're going to be an elite. They're going to be an elite team on both ends of the floor come playoff time, and they're going to be a threat. And I still have Boston. I've said it all season. Boston's going to be the team that comes out of the East. They're and, not coming out of the East. And wins the um, and wins the Eastern Conference, gets to the finals, and we'll see what happens. I don't think they'll get into the finals, but okay. Okay. Well, look, Do you think they're better than Milwaukee? Yes. Absolutely. No. Absolutely they're better. And that's, and Milwaukee's a hell of a team. Not I like, my bucks. I like Milwaukee. but Not my bucks. I love Milwaukee, but they're not. But Boston's better. Not my bucks. Boston's got five players. Milwaukee's got two. Not my bucks. Yeah, exactly. No so, argument. Not no my bucks. Argument. All right. So, what's your team, man? Jump to one of your teams. Oh, uh, we could talk some OKC. Okay. Number one in defense. Are they really turning things around? Are they the same tier as Denver? Uh, I'd say they're the same tier as Denver. Denver. Yep. Okay. So you'd say they're competing for second in the West right now. Uh, yep. Probably second or third. I could see it. Okay. Okay. Um, so what's what's your question about them or what's your analysis of them twenty twenty games in? Um, for me because they had an inconsistent start and they did. Um for me I like seeing Russell Westbrook play off the ball with Dennis Schroeder. Um I it looks a lot better to me, it looks a lot cleaner. Um Russell's had a this is the best defensive year I think I've seen Russell Westbrook play in my whole life. Um, he's been phenomenal, phenomenal this year. Um, same thing with Paul George. Paul George is definitely turning into form. He had that huge, uh, forty-six point game against Brooklyn. And my favorite part about that was when he was still in heat check mode. Yeah. Russell Westbrook comes down the floor and jacks a thirty footer. Um, in the middle of his heat check, um, so it's just Russell. I knew you couldn't get through a whole OKC segment without <laughs> throwing some type of shot. So at it's Russ. just Russell Westbrook being Russell Westbrook, the low IQ head. basketball player that he is. Um, right. But besides that, right. Um, Stephen Adams is still a fucking moving wall. That's a tank. Um, same thing with Jeremy Grant. He stepped up defensively and he's been playing amazing. 
Uh, so, yeah, we can see where it goes with them from now. Yeah, and the interesting thing is their number one defense without Robertson, who suffered another setback in his rehab. Yep. So I'm wondering. I don't think he's coming back at all. I, I don't wonder. I'm wondering, one, if and when he comes back, and two, what he's going to be when he comes back. Um, is he going to be a shell of himself, Is he, or is he going to be same Andre Robertson? But, yeah. OKC is playing great right now. Russ is playing great. Uh, Paul George is playing great. All these, all these, uh, all, all these role players. Stephen Adams is still a beast. Um, but yeah, eh, Russ once again being one of the best point guards in the league as he's been these last five, six, seven years. Not my so, point guard. Right. But anyways, let's jump to let's jump to the last team I have, which is Miami. So Miami, eleven and fourteen at the season at at, at this time. Um, they seem dead. Drogic isn't healthy, and when he is, he's not playing well. All the complimentary pieces are were complimentary pieces that worked last year, but this year, those complimentary pieces, because Drogic isn't healthy, um, is not are they just can't step up, and as a result, the the team is just looking horrible. Um, their defense is still top ten, but their offense is twenty sixth, a lot like Detroit. Is this team destined to be sub five hundred? Like, let's look at Miami and Detroit. Um, you have you have more faith in Detroit than Miami right now, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, even though it, it's kind of weird, though the parallels are there. So their their defense is a little bit uh, is a little bit lower than Detroit's, um, but their offense and their offense is a little bit lower. But they're the same ballpark as as Detroit, a team that's playing uh, that's playing great defense but struggling mightily offensively. Um, and with and with a future that's just totally hell cap, uh, like they they have the worst salary cap situation going Miami. forward. Yeah. Yeah, get Hassan Whiteside out of there. Yeah, I mean the problem is though, like he's like he's been like their best player. So like, what do you what do you get in return for that? Real basketball players. Real basketball players. I'm not like here who? For, I'm not like here Tyler for the, Johnson. I'm not here for the pad stats, centers like Andre Drummond. Oh yeah, stop, stop that, stop that. Drummond's got better rim protection numbers than Joel Embiid, so I don't want to hear it. I'm just throwing your shade. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. Miami playing playing just horrible, dude. These role players, these, they, they're they just, they're not doing anything for them, and they're, and they're totally it, screwed moving A forward. lot of it, it's because it's, to it's hashtag last dance. Yeah. Um, And that always happens whenever it's your star guys last year. It's more about them gunning and riding off into the sunset compared to them That's a good kind point. of trying to move forward and make those next steps. It was the same thing with Kobe his last year. It was an awkward spot for that team because half of the team is like trying to move forward, but then Kobe's still going to go out guns blazing because he's Kobe. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. a lot of that. I've been kind of sad and emotional watching Dwayne Wade play this last year. Can I, can I say something about the Dwayne Wade tribute? It was the cheesiest thing of all time. No, actually, I've been I've been okay with it. I've been okay with it. Remember how we had this argument on the podcast that Dwayne Wade should have a tribute. Top like, three Hall of Famer. Top three. What shooting. do you mean Hall of Famer? Uh, top, top three, three shooting, shooting guard of all yeah, time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. And I've always said that he's that he's the third best shooting guard of all time. But my thing, my thing was, is I just. I, I felt like it, it it should be reserved for like the top like twenty five players like if you're a top twenty five NBA player ever then I think you deserve a, a, a tour but with that being said Dwayne Wade has handled this low key very it wasn't as publicized as Kobe and maybe that's and maybe that's on the media and not the players. 
but um, but I will say I like how Dwayne Wade's handled it. He does the little jersey swap every game, which is cool, and that's it. It's turned into a real thing. Um, I'm going to be super emotional here. I'm watching, shout out League Pass, I'm watching Miami play the Lakers. It'll be blocked out. It's on NBA TV. It is? Yep. Fuck. I have NBA TV anyway, so I can still watch it. Great. Um, I mean, Dwayne Wade was, I still remember this very vividly, um, Little story time. Uh, Dwayne Wade, those Heat Pistons playoffs was the first Pistons Heat basketball game I've watched in my whole life, and I feel like that was a really great first series or game for me to ever actually like sit down and fully watch. Which year was it that they played? Um, they the played first in... year, the first year that D Wade won that match. Oh, okay. oh six. Yep. Yeah. That first Pistons playoff series was the first series I ever watched, and uh, Dwayne Wade helped make me fall in love in basketball. One of my favorite guys, so I'm kind of emotional here coming out. But hey. Good for good for him, but yeah. I mean, look, I love Dwayne, and I never meant any disrespect, but, excuse me, by the Hall of Fame tour thing, but it is what it is. People take that out of context. Anyways, back to Miami. Um, it really hurts that they missed out on Jimmy Butler. It does because they, they needed him. They now now I think Pat Riley's learned his lesson. Like next star that becomes available, like throw they have to can. swing. They throw, have to throw, swing because they're screwed financially. Yeah, um, I mean, unless I find a way to get, like I said, some of their bigger contracts out of there, the Hassan contract. The Hassan contract's like the the fourth fourth contract you want to move. You want to um, move. You want to move Kelly before that. You, you want to move, move Tyler Gorin. Johnson. You want to move Gorin. You want to move Gorin. You want to move. Uh, um, who who's the other who's the other big contract? James Johnson. James Johnson. Yeah, you want to move those contracts before Whiteside. I'm I'm here for moving on uh, Tyler Johnson. There's no way that dude should have got fifty million dollars from fucking anywhere. Yeah. But hey, um like I said, um, They need to they need to though next trade, um next or next star that becomes available if it's like, look, honestly take a shot at John Wall. Oh god. Take take it. You're screwed financially anyways. Take it. The Wizards are a dumpster fire. That's what, the reason I didn't pick them. I don't want to talk about the Wizards. They, they got, sicken me. They got Sam Decker, bro. I don't care about Sam Decker. <laughs> All right. Uh, Want to move Clippers now? Yep. All right. Clippers, last team. Uh, the Clippers are good, and now they're kind of not good. So, yeah. Well, Tobias was playing. He was balling. Look, man. All this Tobias slander, I was never here for that. Tobias is a baller. He is a all-star caliber player in this league, and he has been an all-star caliber player in this league for the last couple of seasons. So I don't want the the media is acting brand new when it comes to when it comes to to Tobias Harris. But we all know those who watch those Piston games know Tobias is a baller. As my boy Duncan Smith once said, "I put the bias in Tobias." That is that is the truth. Tobias is a flat-out baller. He was Western Conference Player of the Month. Kind of a shocker, but I'm happy for my guy. He deserves it. He's been playing, like I said, at an all-star caliber level, and that's really helped the Clippers. The Clippers are interesting, though. They're um they're last in three point they're last in three point shooting in the league. So they're so they're not a team that gets a lot of threes. Um, which makes sense when you have a player like Tobias because his yeah. bread and butter is, is is really just attacking off the dribble mid range. Um, but. They they had they're the sum of parts. Um, they're 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 the that situation. What's that phrase where it's like the sum of the parts are greater than the, or greater than the pretty much that individual part. I don't know some yeah. some something like that. But that's that's their motto. Um, basically all those players together, you take them, 
you take them in a vacuum, they're all nice, but together you put them and they're better than what they should be. And that's a, and that's the Clippers. And they're a fun team to watch. Um, but I'm interested to see if they if things go south, do they um, do they trade do they trade any of these assets? Do they trade any of these? Who knows? Maybe of these players. That's the thing that I'm interested in. Shout out Lou Will. Dude can get buckets with the best of them. Do you think the Clippers are a playoff team? Yes, I think so too. I think they're just too. They 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 fight and play so damn hard, and they're so deep. This is the best coaching job I think Doc Rivers has done his whole life. Yeah, and I I agree. Even over the 08 Celtics team, like I mean, you look at the talent he has and the way he's bringing it together. Montrez Harrell also, by the way, is a fucking animal. Yeah, um, he reminds me a lot of what Kenneth Fareed was those couple of years with the Nuggets. Where he was just a man that Lou Williams just unleashed. Yeah, that Lou Williams Montrez Harrell pick and roll combinations at like is one point five points per possession or something like that. So whenever they run it, they're getting something great out of it. Yeah, um, and Doc's yeah. really and, and not to mention like the Clippers have been not so secret about going for for Durant and Kawhi and all these players and Jimmy Butler, all these players in the summer. Hey, this is a great year to And kind he's of, still getting them to buy in. He's still getting the players to buy in. Yeah, it's a great year to kind of be like, if you want to come, I mean, hey. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith said Kevin Durant scoring to the Clippers, so hey, when that happens. Stephen A. Smith says a lot of things. I know. I was just, I was just saying, though. But hey. <laughs> you, know, you know that, that about Stephen A. Smith. Let him get us off. Let him get his shit off. Yeah. Uh, for sure, but uh, but yeah, hey. I agree. I think they're too deep. I think they're too deep and too talented, and they got a lot of great role players. And you know, every night it's either Lou's night or it's Tobias's night or it's or it's Harold's night or somebody's night, and that's going to help carry them through the regular season and win them enough games. I think to stay to stay in the playoff in the playoff race. So, um, barring a bunch of catastrophic injuries. Um, I expect this team to fight through and remain a playoff team. I really like the Clippers. I've been impressed with them. Um, I had them outside the playoff bubble looking in um, this in, in the preseason, but you know they they've totally proved me wrong and they and they played well. And I think that's a great place to end it. A kill. Yeah. Let's so end it. All right, let's wrap it up then. Thank you everybody for listening to Strictly Hoop Talk. As always, I'm your host Chris Platty, and here is my guest, A Kill. And we are breaking down some NBA basketball. Let us know what you think about these about these ten teams we talked about. We talked about the Grizzlies, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the the Thunder, the Jazz, the Pistons, Philly, Boston, Miami, Toronto. We talked about all ten of these teams. Gave us our thoughts about 20, 25 games in the season. Let us know what you think on those teams. Do you think we're on? Do you think we're off? We're way out of pocket. We're off on this. Let us know. As always, um, at Real Chris Platty on Twitter and at HH on Twitter. Let us know, and we'll see you for the next episode of Strictly Hoop Talk. Mm-hmm.